Welcome back for another episode of Lead with Purpose podcast with me, Shishin Young, where we talk about purpose, marketing, mindset, and how to launch, grow, and scale a purpose-driven business. have Helen Neal with us. I'm super excited to introduce you to her. She's the owner of Ancient Communications and Leaders Life, both which help organizations communicate effectively on planet, people, and purpose, my favorite topics. So HN Communications is a consultancy working with some of the world's most well-known brands, um, including Bosch and Asahi, and also NGOs such as the Climate Group. So I'm really excited to find out more about that. Welcome, Helen. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you this morning as well. I think we're going to have a good chat. Yes, we are. So um, your agency very much work with the same clients as we do, um, all um, involving sort of in the plant, people, plant and purpose space. So it's, um, I was actually about to record a session about communication. So I'm going to ask you about that instead. And I don't have to do my solo episode. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you some questions as well, actually, because I'd be really interested to learn from you as well in terms of the work that you guys do. Yeah, so let's get started here with um, talking about sustainability, um, the thing that we care so much about. What are your thoughts on that? Now, when you work um, a lot with these corporate clients, do you feel like the companies are doing enough to make a, um, a difference? I think it's a real mixed bag. I think that more now than ever, businesses are trying to do more than they did before. Mm-hmm. Um even, you know, small and medium-sized businesses as well as big businesses. I think it depends on the type of sector that those businesses are working in as well. I think some sectors are doing better than others. I think some sectors realise that if they don't make these changes now, um, there will be fundamental challenges of their existence potentially in 10, 15, 20 years time. So I think it's a mixed bag, um, Mm. but I do think overall there is a groundswell of momentum. And I see, I think year on year now, more and more businesses coming to the table, really trying to start taking practical action around sustainability, which which is positive. And I think overall, I'm I am positive about this. I think it's really easy to for all of us, you know, with what we read in the news and kind of what we hear to kind of get um, bogged down and feel like it's just too difficult. And I think actually when I get out there and I listen to businesses and what they're doing, it does fill me with a lot of positivity. Um, And I think that's what we've got to take forward is positivity and practical action, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's good to hear because I'm yeah, I think. Sometimes we do read the news and we feel a bit sort of overwhelmed by it all and feeling that not enough is being done. That's why I was asking that question. Do you feel from inside that people are, companies are doing more now and doing enough to actually make a change? Could I also ask you how long you've been in sustainability and in this industry, maybe to see if you changed from when you started to now? I am... It's really weird because I'll be deadly honest. I never set out at one day to say we're going to be a sustainability communications agency. Um, In fact, I never set out to say I was going to be an agency at all. And I think a lot of us fall into this kind of world a little bit. 
Um, I have always worked in my background is in government relations, so a lot around policy and campaigning. And I used to do a lot of um, work within corporate. So I worked for organizations like Virgin and then latterly Nissan. And for whatever reason, I think that link between policy and government and a corporate organization, particularly in areas like aviation and transport, there was always a big question about the environment and about emissions and, and, and things like that. And so I was quite involved in my time at Nissan um, around the introduction of the electric vehicle. So the Nissan Leaf into the, the UK and the rest of Europe. And um, so I think it's always kind of followed me. And then when I set up as a freelance consultant six years ago, I just kept getting asked to kind of help on things like um, sustainability strategy. And then, you know, how do we embed that in our organization? How do we talk about that externally? Um, and I just tended to kind of take up those projects. And then as we grew out, um, more and more of that, I guess, like attracts like, doesn't it? And we just tended to kind of get more projects in this space. And about two years ago, we made the decision to say, look, you know, this is about 80% of our work. Let's really focus in and become real specialists in this space and um, only focus on that sort of sustainability and purpose side of things. And it's worked out well, because I think, yeah. you know, like you'll know, like with, with your business, it's it's a risk to niche down too specifically. Um, but sometimes I actually think it can be a real added benefit for your business to really become known for something. Um, so that's kind of how we've got to where we are today. And I think also, I mean, in terms of sustainability, it is such a new topic. I mean, relatively new topic in terms of communications. Before we talked about it, um, just saying it's sustainable and that was enough. But now we've got all the minefields of like greenwashing and all of that as well. So I think people do want to find out how do we communicate more effectively, right? How, how do we talk about this without greenwashing? And how, how, how do we actually communicate really what we want to achieve rather than to say, yeah, we're sustainable. It's just not enough. And I no. think it's, um, it's a really good time to actually talk about this. So do you, um, what about like greenwashing? How how do we avoid it? Um, because in a lot of our communications, I mean, this is something I'm aware of in our agency as well. Of course, when we're putting across messaging, we use a lot of words sometimes that could be perceived as greenwashing if we don't know the company well enough. Um, so how, how do we avoid this? Do you have any strategies in how to think about this in a more effective way rather than just putting something out there that we think sounds good yeah I think um I'm always of the philosophy that I think sustainability communications is very different to traditional corporate communications or marketing um I think it is a different approach and a different mindset and so I think one of the first things we try to do when we work with businesses is to try to get them out of that traditional um, corporate comms or marketing type mindset, which is always about putting, you know, a, a good spin on something or a positive light on something. You know, ultimately, these businesses want to sell products and services. So this is about putting your best foot forward when it comes to communications traditionally. Mm. I think with sustainability communications, we have to do it a different way. It's about action and so if you've got something that you have acted on then that's the point in which to communicate we often say to our clients you know you know um 
putting out sort of statements or commitments is just not enough until you've actually made some practical action on that commitment we would advise not to really go out there and say anything so we we always say what action have you taken so far from that action that you've taken what are the learnings from that because chances are not everything has going to have gone well and actually being able to get on the front foot and share the difficulty and share the challenges around the transition around sustainability is as much valuable to um, your stakeholders, to your employees and to your to your industry as actually sharing the goods. And this is something that we've learned a little bit from the work we've done with NGOs who are always looking for these kind of real world case studies of, of the learning that has happened on a sustainable transition, whether it's been, you know, your transition to renewable energy from your manufacturing plants, or whether it's, you know, how you're reducing your water consumption and projects that you're doing around that, sharing those real world um, examples, the good and the bad, I think is a really good way to communicate your sustainability and your commitment to sustainability. But it also keeps you well away from any issues around greenwashing which is bad and we say just don't do it you know it's it's as simple as that yeah I think sometimes though companies or brands if they're not careful they're doing it without the intention to yeah, exactly yeah they simplify the message into saying we're sustainable but then once you start digging into it there are those points that they haven't followed or I guess it's just transparency right like you say um, just be transparent with what what you're doing and your intentions actually it's not even it I I quite like how you talk about it as an action only communicate what you've done not just just your intention what you are planning to do but also what you've done and how it's worked and how it hasn't worked yeah and I think I think the communication is always we're doing this but we need to do more because there's always more to be done. If we're, you know, all businesses at this point in the in the climate journey to 2050, there is always more to do. So I think it's really important that any action that is taken and then communicated, there's also an acknowledgement of we've done this to this point, and we know that there is a next step in our phase that we're now going to be working on. So we're not saying we've done this job done. Thank you. We can close the book. We're now sustainable. It's about saying. We've done this action, but we realize that the next part of our journey is X. And that's where having a very clear sustainability strategy that is linked directly to your um, company strategy that's championed by your CEO. When we see that amalgamation happening within businesses, that's when we really see sustainable change of a business and that they they do that in a successful way. Um, I think when you have the disconnect between not necessarily having the CEO and the board support or not having a clear strategy that on sustainability that's directly linked to your business strategy, then it becomes extremely hard to coherently communicate. And again, that's where mistakes can happen, right? So, but I'd be interested, like, how how have you found it? Do you find that um, how we communicate on sustainability needs to be a little bit different? I think definitely, uh, especially during this time. I mean, I've started my first fashion brand in 2007. That's how I got into sustainability. I I didn't know anything about fashion or sustainability, but I just decided it was a good, seemed like a good thing to do. And I learned a lot through that, that journey. And actually, in the beginning, I thought sustainability or sustainable fashion meant organic. Mm. And that was enough. 
So I've through that journey also learned a lot. And I see a lot of people coming to me even now to um, help with their brands. That's what they believe as well. Like I do this one thing and that's sustainable. But actually, if you look at the whole supply chain, that's just such a small part. And I think we do need to communicate it differently and be more concise and also talking about those actions, like you say, and have more transparency. But I think a big part of the problem is actually a lot of uh, brand owners come to us, they actually don't understand the supply chain so well, so they can't communicate it. And they are communicating with the best intention that they are sustainable. But actually, if you don't understand what you're talking about, sometimes you just don't know that you're not doing it correctly. So I think it's finding that balance. And I think do I do think that we need to talk more about what we're doing because it's such a big and new topic in a way that we're all trying to catch up with it, right? Nobody's done sustainability or in a perfect way. There is no perfect solution. So I think it's communicating that and say, well, um, this is what we're doing. Just like you're suggesting, this is what we're doing. This worked really well and we've seen this impact. But yeah. this that we are doing, we are learning from this. We are trying something new from here. And I think we need more of that because it's very one-sided that we see most of the time we only see this has worked it's amazing this is impact yeah okay but what about the side of it and it's not the reality because I think you and I know that you know when we work with businesses just how difficult and complex it is like you were saying about understanding the supply chain the reality is the transition to net zero and becoming a sustainable business is tough challenging complex costly it's really really difficult and it's okay to say that as long as we're trying and I think acknowledging that difficulty I think all businesses are going through these challenges the more that we can share the good and the and the challenge um together I think the quicker we as industries and business will move forward so it's about almost getting because sharing that knowledge right is going to help us all learn and, and move forward on what works and what doesn't and I think the more we can, I think as communication professionals and agencies that run communications agencies, we've also got a responsibility to help those businesses, like I think you were alluding to, like help educate them a little bit, support them on that journey. Um, and it is a journey and help them to feel comfortable in this space where they're not traditionally used to also sharing difficult things where things haven't quite worked but there's a learning from them and getting comfortable in this space and we've seen that where brands have done this I'm thinking of um there's uh Tony Chocoloni I don't know if you saw that but they put out a big statement didn't they it was particularly on their supply chain and scope three where they hadn't they weren't aware of certain practices and, you know, child labor and things like that, that are, are truly awful. But as they started to dig deep, they realized that certain issues were going on. And it was a very brave thing for them to do, to put out that statement and say, we found this, we know it's not right. We're doing something about it. But I think consumers and all of us, when businesses are really transparent about the action that they're taking good and bad, we really get behind them because we know that it's not going to be easy to do this. And, and so I think it's about getting those CEOs and those boardrooms to feel more comfortable about how they communicate and know that sustainability communications isn't necessarily the same as marketing and corporate comms. Yeah, but I think we need to merge the two 
um, in some ways that we actually work together with that messaging as well, both in marketing and communications, essentially it's the same, isn't it? 100%. It's, there is a disconnect at the moment, I, I feel, in communications within, in, especially in the corporate world and then what comes out in the marketing, there is that disconnect. And I think it would be really nice to actually get more of that transparency where we can link together the 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 messaging in in a way that connects with all humans to say actually we are just like you we are trying our best and yeah. I think that's really engaging um yeah. like Tony did with the with, with the chocolates um, yeah they, you I, really that. I really do that yeah so. um, we found where some of the brands that we've worked with where they've done really well is when they have started to collaborate much closer with the marketing director to your exact point and and that collaboration starts at the very beginning of any form of marketing campaign and I think where that has worked really well is that we've seen where businesses have um, put KPIs and even financial reward behind uh, you know, linked to bonuses and things behind KPIs directly linked to sustainability that sit across the whole of the C-suite. And that includes the finance team, that includes the marketing team. And so suddenly sustainability and th the plan around sustainability for that business is really focused in on their agenda as well. And it's, it's owned and shared by the whole C-suite. And therefore, I think the buy-in and willingness to then start to think about sustainability through a through a marketing campaign from start to finish starts to become much more real. So it's almost those mechanisms within a business that need to be tweaked a little bit as well as we as we move into kind of sustainability becoming a key part of any business. Yeah, because I think traditionally maybe sustainability apart from the sustainable brands and the purpose-driven companies maybe come, came as an afterthought. It's almost like, okay, well, we've got to implement some sustainable strategies here. So what do we do? And, but they've already created a problem up front. You know, so it's, it's, it's an afterthought rather than actually letting that lead your organization. I think there are two types of companies, isn't it? So quite often we see sustainability being the lead or the other way but how, how do we so do you advise on um just a communications or do you do business strategies as well so I think inevitably like in our work and it's probably the same for you when we start to look at communications and, and how to communicate we do also I think by osmosis tend to get evolved a little bit in terms of business strategy and talk about what's going on and and like our perspective and I think sometimes as well is we need to, as, as communication professionals, fully understand the business strategy and the plan and where they're heading in order to then really create that effective communications. Um, but our primary focus is then looking at like what a business is doing and then how to then put a communication strategy in place to support that. But I think inevitably, unless you truly understand a business's strategy and where it's heading its culture its ethos it's you can't do your whole job in terms of really being able to create a good communication strategy I think so we always like to get involved in it to a certain degree so at what point should I as a company employ Helen to come to to get involved in um creating if I was thinking of starting a company um 
when do we involve you <laughs> or you, you know like a communication strategies to come in and actually uh, help us so i i would say that you know ideally you want to be able to assuming that you are developing a business strategy that has fully incorporated um sustainability into your plan then once you've got that strategy that's the point in which we can then start helping you um, and we can advise and we can support you in terms of um, thoughts and ideas of who, A, who to connect you to. So we work a lot with um, other NGOs that I think that collaboration and partnership for corporates is really important in kind of helping to drive certain changes. So we work a lot with um, RE100, which is a, a big organization that drives forward renewable energy within businesses. Um, so I think, you know, these sorts of external agent um NGOs are really good at being able to support your your direction but I think really once you've got that strategy and I know there are lots of great businesses out there that that look at your ESG um, plan and and give you a really good strategy around that and calculate all of that data that's not us we we don't do that we know lots of great organizations that do do that but that's not us but once you've got that that's the time to then bring us in and support you in terms of making sure that you're engaging your employees your stakeholders communicating with NGOs and governments and we we look at that whole package for you and help you to kind of communicate that journey yeah which is why I was asking that question really because you mentioned um the culture and ethos as well so it's not just communications out is it it's like as soon as you have a company uh, you're starting your company you have to communicate the same ethos to um or and your values as well to your employees and then uh, stakeholders, um, which is what triggered that question from me. Is that okay? So, at what point do we, you know, engage with a communications um, strategies to actually help us communicate better? Sometimes we forget, especially yeah. smaller companies, and you guys come in later, and it's it's almost a little bit late. Not too late, but then you have so many pieces in of the puzzle already in place, and then you have to change things to to make sure we can communicate it. And it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So I think starting at that very starting point, once you've got your strategy in place that really puts sustainability at the heart, as long with your finances, your marketing, your sales, it should be all part of that same piece. To your point, it's not an add on, it must be within the whole strategy, because so much of it is going to drive the growth of your business. And if you don't have that, it has the potential to really hold your business back if you haven't got the sustainability aspect right. Mm -hmm. um, and I think engaging your employees from day one is massively important because they are the ones that are going to be delivering these actions and you need to have that full buy-in and belief from them and they need to feel empowered that they can also voice their views and share their ideas because, you know, if you're, a, for example, a beer company and you've got, you know, your manufacturing plant, who better to know about your waste and water consumption than the individuals that are working on the shop floor and they need to have mechanisms in which to feed that back. And that's where the importance of that internal communications on sustainability comes, I think. Do you sometimes come across companies that you work with, you don't have to name any names at all, where you are there to explore how to communicate and you see you know, their ethos and the culture and you see something like, oh, I do not want to talk about this. Does that happen sometimes? And how do you deal with the situation like that? Yeah. I'm being nosy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question. And I think fortunately for us, we 
I haven't experienced anything like that per se, but I do think that there have been occasions where, you know, there might be a desire to communicate something, but we haven't quite got all of the pieces together yet. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about saying we're not ready yet to to communicate this. I think let's get all of our back information ready. You know, it might it might well be all all great, but we, let's do that due diligence process and make sure that we've got everything there so that you know we, we we've got to try and challenge ourselves and challenge the organization mm-hmm. about all of the information that we might be sharing out there so I think sometimes there there can be a rush like if there's a particular you know um whether it's cop 28 or something like that where businesses are really desperate to make an important announcement but maybe we haven't got all of the pieces ready yet I think that's when it's you know we have a role within us as an agency to also flag where we think there are potential areas of concern you know and I think as agencies we we do have that responsibility I think particularly for comms agencies now this isn't just about how we you know help businesses to kind of get their message across I think we also have a, a responsibility to challenge them on their sustainability and their actions as well so we have in our in our clause of like working our contract um sort of a a green clause code which really looks at certain aspects of you know um the business that we're going to be working with adheres to in terms of good practices transparency things like that so we require that of our um of our businesses that we work with as much as they should require that of us yeah yeah no it's interesting but sometimes there are some uh I don't I don't work personally with any companies that I feel is not supporting the people on planet or purpose. Yeah. Um very much our ethos as well. That's why I was asking that question because sometimes we do come across company that claim that they are doing the right thing, but actually wants to dig a little bit deeper. Um yeah. it's not. But on the surface level, it all looks great. But when you're working with their comms, you see much more than I would do as a marketing agency, right? So yeah. Yeah, so I was just curious. So you've had um, a few very exciting weeks from what I've heard. Share with us some good news. You've had well, a few, you went to New York and you were part of Planet Week. Could you tell me a little bit about uh, Planet Week? I haven't actually um, heard much about it here in the UK. So tell us, what is it? What did you do? So Climate Week New York happens every year and it's usually the precursor to COP28. And there's a little bit out there, I guess, um, because obviously we're based in the UK, we perhaps don't see much of it. There's a little bit out there on LinkedIn at the moment for for Climate Week. Um, But it's it's a really great week where um, it leads up to the UN General Assembly. So the UN General Assembly happened on the Thursday. Climate Week starts on the Sunday prior. And um, it's an opportunity for businesses, NGOs, governments to come together, particularly in that the kind of US America's region, I guess. But actually this year we worked really hard in trying to bring voices from across the globe that weren't just necessarily from the West, um, you know, or the North. It was to look at like voices across the whole of whole of the world, really. And so we tried quite hard on that. So part of our role as as an agency was to support the NGO that was working on it, Climate Group, um, around um, 
the speakers and also the management of the event. So that was that was super exciting for us. And to be honest, it was a it was a genuine privilege because this is an area that we're so passionate about as a team. And, you know, it, it brings all of us a lot of joy to be able to be part of it. But it's it's a great event. Starts on the Sunday. We had um, the governor of California speak, the governor of Maryland. We had some great um, global businesses like L'Oreal, Estee Lauder, um, McKinsey. Lots of um, businesses, again, willing to share some of the actions that they're taking, but also some of the challenges. And I think this year is my first year of going. But what struck me was, I think, the willingness for some of these businesses to be quite open about what's working and what isn't. Um, but I think the overwhelming message that came back for me was there is there is a lot to be positive about. I feel real change in terms of sustainability is only going to happen through big global businesses and and governments working together. And I definitely got a sense of that from from Climate Week. Um, of course, it's not enough. Of course, we need to do more. Um, but I think it's going in the right direction. And there are there are a lot of these very influential big businesses like Google and others that are, are really willing to put on the table some of the work that they're doing and how they're really focusing in on this in a serious way. So that gave me a lot to feel positive about. Mm. I think where we still struggle is about how do we, at events like this, whether it be Climate Week or whether it be COP28 or whatever, is how do we truly ensure that we are engaging all of the voices and all of the perspectives and particularly from those nations where they are going to be hardest hit or are already hardest hit by climate change, yet we still need to create a better platform for those voices to be heard. And I think that's something that all of us within the kind of events and communications industry need to keep thinking about and keep challenging ourselves on. So I think you know, it was a great, great event and I was very proud to be part of it, but there's always more that we can do to improve, I think, as well. Yeah, and I think, like you say, it's such a privilege to be part of this world from our point, but there is a large population who are not as privileged and do not get their voices heard as well. Um, but yeah, so that's that sounds really exciting. I'm going to... Uh, check it out climate week in new york maybe it gives me yeah. a go to new york next year <laughs> yeah no do and it's there's there's lots of um recordings that if you just um have a look on the climate group website you'll see loads from there and i i think for me i learned a lot i got a lot of inspiration from it, listening to some of the speakers hearing about some of the work and activities and actually for a for a comms professional, we're so busy doing our day job, aren't we, that sometimes we don't take that time out to go and listen to others and hear what's going on. And actually, that gave me a lot of inspiration and ideas, I think, to kind of help us move forward as well. So, yeah, really good. I recommend and it. Did you at some point feel like, oh, you shouldn't have communicated it in that way? Or how do you, you know, like, because this is your job. So do you sometimes look at people in terms of their communications and go, oh no ouch do you have a list of do not do not do <laughs> I'm just saying I think always the best thing we always tell you know the people that we work with is to is to go out and be yourself and I realize I know that sounds really obvious but it's so surprising that when people get on stage you know they they either freeze or feel really uncomfortable or you know not quite prepared and I think 
just feeling as though you can be free and be honest and you know you don't have to couch things in you know complex language or try and make it to be more than something that it's not like just go and be really transparent be honest um, and share your passion for these things and don't kind of hold back and I think in a traditional corporate world still there is a little bit of that feeling you know like we have to have this kind of corporate veneer so I would like to see more of these executives feel freer and more comfortable and just be themselves because they're super smart people doing great things but yeah for so for some I'd have liked to seen a bit more energy I mean some we had some amazing energy but that's often not from the kind of corporate environment yeah I guess they have to be a little bit careful with what they say in case come back to them um all right so be real be true uh it's Helen's advice (laughs) Now, you also won some awards. We did. Hooray, hooray. Recently. Hooray. Yeah. Oh, no, it was uh, B2B UK Agency Awards, was it? It was the UK Agency Awards, and we won the uh, Business to Business Agency of the Year for um, employees of 25 and under. So we're a, we're a small team of nine brilliant people. But, um, yeah, so we were so proud and, and so pleased. It meant a lot to us. So, yeah, we I couldn't go to the awards because I was coming back from New York. So two of the team went instead. So, uh, But it was a lovely thing to wake up to. So, yeah, really nice. It's nice. Oh. It's like, we work really hard, and um, as I know you do, and it's – I think sometimes like running a business, it has all of the challenges, the ups, the downs, the roller coasters. And I, you know, I will be the first one to admit sometimes I think, what am I doing? Like, why, why am I putting myself through this? But, you know, we love it and it's a passion. Like, otherwise I just don't think you'd do it. And so Mm. sometimes it's really lovely to just get some outsider acknowledgement saying, you know, you're doing all right. And that, you know, it, that's good. And it's good for us and it's good for the team. Yeah, I was going to say really good for the team as well because yeah. when you were so driven, so passionate about this, actually for the team to get that reward to say, team, we did this. We all together did this exactly. well. Exactly. So well done for that. Very Thank well you. deserved. And um, are there anything that you would like to share with our audience about communications specifically to be careful of, or maybe how to do it better. You've already shared a few nuggets with us. As a final note, what, what is your advice on good communications in terms of people, planet and purpose? So I think on that, we always have a bit of a mantra internally of, of kind of three things. And I think it's always, I can't remember more than three. So we just keep it at three. <laughs> and that's honesty, yeah. practical action and measurability. And I think keeping those three things in mind, honesty, practical action, measurability, when you're communicating about sustainability, keep those three things in mind. And if you can keep those in check, it's a really good basis of knowing that you're going to be you're going to be fine and you're going to do a good job. I love that. Nice and simple. I'm like, you can only remember about three things, (laughs) three things sometimes, but those three things I think I can remember. Um, So if we want to work with you, Helen, how do we find you? Where are you? I well, I'm mainly on LinkedIn. I'm, I spend a lot of my time on LinkedIn, so you can find me on LinkedIn at Helen Neal. Um, but you can also find us on our website, which is HN Communication. So we're hncoms.co.uk or on Leaders Live, which is our um, events business as well. So it's leaders-live.com. Uh, so you can find us there too. Um, but yeah, please, if if you like 
this and are interested, please do um, connect with me on on LinkedIn. I, I love to meet like-minded people and and talk about this topic. So yeah, thank you. And thank you for having me. And it's been so nice to talk to you. Thank you so much, Helen, for being here. It's nice. I could talk to you for hours on this topic because there's just so many questions like communications, people, planet. How do we do it? Greenwashing. There is just so much to talk about. But I will connect with you privately to continue these conversations for the rest of you. You connect with Helen on LinkedIn, Helen Neal, N-E-A-L. And uh, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Thank you all for listening. And thank you, Helen, for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you would like more tips, ideas, and thoughts on how to launch, grow, and scale a purpose-driven business and also hear from other purpose-driven entrepreneurs about their journeys, please follow the podcast. And remember, lead with purpose.